the ship is going to leave without you. Your ship sailed a long time ago, Pete. Mixing it up with Pete and Maureen podcast, Cruising 101, coming up next. Well, hi. I'm Pete. I'm Maureen. And it's time for Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen. It's our weekly podcast where we, a married couple of over 43 years of happy bliss, come (laughs) to you and talk about whatever it is that's on our minds. Sometimes we pull it off the top of our heads. And sometimes it comes from somewhere else. Well, somebody was smart enough to give us a couple of microphones. And we're not afraid to use them. And of course, as we said, we're talking Cruising 101. And... This is normally the time of the year where you start thinking about planning your vacation. And you might be thinking, should I cruise or not? I think one of the things that we would like to bust is a myth that a lot of people have, and that is that cruising is very expensive. I think that goes back to the old times of, you know, like, like the Titanic when there were classes of, of, of uh, passengers, and when you saw like the love boat with all these rich people going on these the <laughs> going on soon the, the we'll vacation be making you know. another run. Oh. so I, I think you know that that contributed to it but we found we were pleasantly surprised when we started investigating now there are cruise lines out there where you can spend yourself blind oh, oh, there yeah. are really very high-end luxury cruises but there are a lot of cruises out there that the average working joe like us can afford to do and we had that in our heads too that oh, cruising that's only for the well-heeled that's only for the wealthy uh, no we were pleasantly surprised i just regret that it took us so long <laughs> yeah to figure that out or we maybe we would have been cruising a long time ago i don't know of course back in those days we really didn't have the money right to so, do the cruising regardless yeah but anyway um I think going back to the original question, should you cruise? And I would say if you are very um, subject to motion sickness or if you're extremely claustrophobic, maybe not. Although they they have those things that you put behind, what is it, Dramamine? Some kind of a That patch, you stick it behind yeah. your unit. It's supposed to be very helpful. Right. But, I mean, it, it, I'm talking about severe. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're a little queasy... I think it's worth a shot to do the patch. But if, if you've got really severe problems, then maybe it's not. But for everybody else, I think uh, you might be pleasantly surprised that you that it's a wonderful experience. Well, uh, what if you're claustrophobic, though? Because some of the cabins are right. a little small. And some of the cabins, you, you have different cabin levels that determines the price of your ticket. So you could have a room that has no windows in it at all. And if you're a little on the claustrophobic side, you might not like that. You might want to opt for something that has a window or a well, balcony you, like we'd like to do. If you're extremely claustrophobic, you probably don't want to be on the boat where you feel yeah. like you can't get off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, th- th- those are the two caveats, I would say. But, you know, it, what we did our first time around was we didn't know if we were going to be um, seasick or if we were going to like it or not. So we booked a very short cruise. We did one, one to Canada. It was, I think, four days and four three days, nights. Four days, three nights. And two stops per- in Canada, two it, ports of call. It was perfect. And we loved it. Yeah, we were hooked. Um, I would say, though, if, if you are first-time cruisers, it pays to do your research ahead of time, to look at the, the cruises, look at what the ports are, look at the reviews. 
but don't believe everything you read. We, Pete and I had the experience. We went on one cruise. Cruise Monkey is where we, we saw the reviews. And we had a great time. We had a wonderful cruise. It was one of our it was most our, the, fun. It was the first one, I think. The no, first, no. It wasn't? It, it okay. was one of the later ones, but it was one of the best cruises we were on. We had the best time, and we had a great crew, uh, you know, People were friendly. The entertainment was great. We we would have given it five stars and more. And we go on Cruise Monkey, and we look at people that were on the very same cruise that we were, yes. the exact same sailing. Because they mentioned the dates. Right. And they panned it. They the hated worst it. thing I've ever been in my life. And I we're hated like, it. We're, what? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two of us are reading this, and we're like, "Are you sure that they were on the same boat that we were on?" So, you know, read it with with your brain. You know, yeah. and and what I would say is, when you're doing the research, don't rely so much on the reviews. Look at what the ship has to offer. Look at what the ports are. Those are the things that are more important than whether you know somebody liked the food in the dining room. And I think that I would tend to side more with a positive review than a negative review. Because sometimes people get stupid <laughs> in terms of what they, they bitch about. And it's like, well, I didn't like the color of the plates that they had in the dining room. Yeah. You know, and it's like, huh, what? Yeah, like that really doesn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If, you know, look at, at the features of the boat. Look at what, what they have. Look at, um, you know, where the ports are, what the excursions are and decide if this is something you want to do. One of the things that you're going to need is a passport. Yes. Even if you're going to Canada now. Because when we first sailed, you didn't need a passport to do Canada. You needed it to go to Bermuda. But they didn't need it for Canada. Now, if you are leaving the, U the United States, you've got to have that passport. And the passport makes it easier anyway. And it's easy to get. Yeah. But you might have to try it. Um, but, ahead of time, oh yeah, go months, several months, go months before your planned cruise. I would say four to six months. And with the COVID thing now, and and everything being shut down, it might even yeah. be longer. Yeah. So, time is of the essence. Although you can get it expedited, but it costs you a fortune. Also, make sure that you uh, may or may not need vaccinations. Again, this is based on where you're going. If you're going to Canada, if you're going to Bermuda, if you're going to the Caribbean, I don't recall us ever having to no, have vaccinations. I think if you're going uh, to Europe or, or somewhere more exotic, they may require that you get vaccinations. Absolutely. So it pays to check. Um, what, if you, what if you're mobility challenged? Well, that's me. Yeah. Um, you know, the first few cruises, I wasn't as... as mobility challenged as I am now and I found that it was a lot of walking and the ships are large and yeah. if you're not used to that that can really set you back so about two cruises ago uh, someone had mentioned to me that you can rent a scooter I didn't know that and we found a company called mobility at, at sea. sea and there are others but that one was one we used and it was very good and it was wonderful. You you sent you set it up online ahead of time, and uh, they deliver the scooter to your stateroom. And when you check in, it's there. It's there waiting for you. And uh, you know, and at the end of this cruise, you leave it at your stateroom, and they come and pick it up. It was no sweat. Easy, easy. And I 
was able to enjoy more of the cruise because I wasn't saying, oh, you know, I don't want to walk all the way down to the other end of the boat. For this Let thing. alone try to do excursions right. while you're walking. Right. So it, it was really a godsend. And I think we only spent, correct me if I'm wrong on this, I think it was about $150, right, to have the, the scooter I, for you I for a week? I think it was a little more than that. I think yeah. it was like 250 What was it? Yeah. Okay. But regardless, it was worth every penny. And in the after that experience, we wound up buying a scooter of our own, so we had it. Yeah, and uh, probably the best money that that we've. So we don't use it a lot. No, no, I only use it when I'm going to be walking a lot. Yeah, and on a cruise, these things you can take them apart. Ours breaks down into I think three pieces, two or three sections. You load it into your car. That you might even be able to get it to fit in your trunk if you've got an SUV. You're good. But you might even be able to get it into the trunk of your car and you bring it with you and you assemble it. It takes just a couple of minutes to assemble it and you're good to go. So definitely recommend that. And they um, they let us keep it um, actually in the hallway and our, our room steward uh, would take sometimes take it at night and go and charge up the charge battery up for, for us, us and then bring it back in the morning. We would go to the dining room for dinner and we would leave it there, and one of the wait staff would would ride it <laughs> back to his storage area, so that it wasn't blocking any of the aisles. Because the, the the restaurants and the ships are, I mean, there's constant movement in those aisles. People walking with big plates of you know eight, ten dishes on them. I don't know how they do it. Uh, so they would take the uh, the scooter to the back, and when we were ready to leave, they would bring it right out to our table again. And the the only um, thing I would say is find out the width of the doors because if you are going to bring it into your stateroom uh some of them are tighter than others and you're depending on the width of your scooter you may or may not be able to yeah our travel agent did that for us on the last cruise she actually called the cruise line and said i have people that are going to be using a scooter what are the widths of your stateroom doors and they knew they did they knew right there they had the information and they said okay this is what you need to get so that that definitely worth worth doing now if you're thinking about an activity or an excursion Mm -hmm. uh, that you absolutely must do to be happy then it's a good idea for you to book ahead so you don't get closed out right some of them fill up pretty fast they they do but don't be pressured like if, if if you're kind of flexible and you're like gee that sounds like it might be a good thing it's don't feel pressured that you have to book ahead of time or you're going to get closed out because a lot of times you won't. And, you know, um, we found that sometimes once we're on the boat, you're talking to other passengers who have done these trips before and they can kind of give you the, the lowdown on what what was worth it and what wasn't. Yeah, yeah, they'll and tell they, you, oh, this one, this was a great excursion or no, nah, this one was a waste of money. And. They also, well, most of the cruise lines will do a presentation in their uh, theater on the different excursions, and they've got pictures and they've got a Q&A. So by waiting till you're on the boat to book, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just remember that the cruise lines do make money on these excursions, so there, there is a little bit of a push for, for you to book, and they like it if you can book before your cruise starts, but... It's okay. If you're on the cruise, chances are, I would say, eight, eight times out of ten, you're going to get on the excursion that you want anyway. Right. So, um, 
We have found that our best deals came from using a travel agent. Because they can get packages that you can't. Right. We have AAA, um, but I, I think you know there's a, a multitude of travel agencies and travel you know, help online that you can go to. And again, people think, oh, it's going to cost you more. It actually cost us less. And they can give you upgrades that you may not be able to get just by booking directly yourself because they the uh, cruise lines, as an incentive to have the travel agents book with them, will offer them, well, you know, for your customers, we will give you $250 of ship credit or we will give you a cabin upgrade for for every uh, person that you book. So it, it really is a good deal. On the day that you're embarking, the day that you're getting on the boat, it's a good idea to bring a carry-on with you with your necessities. Uh, by all means, don't leave your passport in your luggage because now you're going to have a problem. But you're we, going we've seen to, that happen. You will need that to get on the ship. No passport, no ship. And, and we've seen that happen where somebody was like, they had they packed everything on their luggage, and when you arrive at the port, your luggage is the first thing that they take. So the luggage is gone. It's it's getting ready to go on the boat even before you get in there, and all and they were like, oh no, our passports, and they had to like call in. I don't know what what they. They had, a they had a call on the supervisor and the supervisor of the supervisors. I think and they, they called home and they luckily had a, a photocopy of their passport and yeah. they faxed it. And, uh, it was a mess. Held up the line. So uh, definitely make sure you have your passport. Now remember that your luggage sometimes doesn't get to your room when you get on the ship. You get on right away now. I yeah. know when we sail out of Bayonne, the last time that we went, I don't think it took us 10 minutes to get from parking the car to on the ship, 10, maybe 15 minutes tops. tops. Now, when you get to your room, and you're not going to get to your room right away. Uh, they're busy making up the rooms. You'll get to your room maybe an hour or so after you get on board, but your luggage may not be there for you. Maybe a few more hours before your luggage is ready. So make sure that if you're one of these people that wants to jump in the pool right away or start sunbathing up on the deck, you may want to have your your uh, bathing suits in with your carry-on luggage. And of course, it goes without saying, if you have medicine, uh, prescription drugs, or anything like that that you are going to need, it's better to take it with you. Don't leave it in your luggage, because if it gets lost, you're screwed. I think one of the things that Maureen and I love about cruising is your vacation starts the minute you get on the boat. That's the best. You know, uh, we're going to these exotic destinations, and yet our vacation starts, well, we, we live so close to the ports, our vacation starts within like 20 minutes after we leave home. <laughs> yeah, the party starts when you get on the boat. The yeah. music's going, and uh, somebody's gonna, somebody will, will probably <laughs> shove a drink. free drink in your hand. Probably the only free drink <laughs> that you're going to have on that cruise, at least in terms of alcoholic beverages. Uh, alcoholic beverages are extra now they serve these drink packages that you can buy but they tend to be very expensive unless you are going to be drinking unless a lot. you drink a lot <laughs> and i'm not and i'm being i'm meaning a lot a lot it's really we don't find it cost effective maybe no. you will but i and the other thing with um the drink packages that you have to be cautious of is it's not every drink 
It, it may cover beer and wine. It may cover some mixed drinks. But if you want their super uh, Bermuda hurricane stormy sea fancy cocktail if you're having like, in the, uh, in like the whiskey pineapple sours or, or Manhattans or something, do you know if they cover those? Those I think are covered. Those are covered. But if you have some of the fancy, you know, uh, the frozen margaritas and the pineapple thing with the umbrella, that may not be included. So, uh, you know, be 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 careful. And you know, if if you're only going to have one or two drinks a, a day, with then your it dinner, doesn't pay to it, get. It's just as easy to, to just buy the drinks yeah. as is. Yeah, I think the most that we've had in a day is like three, maybe four drinks tops. And and that was on a good day. And that, was, <laughs> yeah. and that, that would not bear out the cost of one of these drink packages. Now, there are some drinks that are absolutely free, right? Yeah, and they also offer a soft drinks package, too, if, if you want like soda or if you're bringing kids along and, and they're going to want to be drinking you know, sodas and stuff. But again, it can be expensive. So what we've found is on most of the ships, you can get iced tea, you can get lemonade, some have fruit punch, and those are free. Those are free. All you want. They have like the dispensers at almost any of the eating venues. Uh, They have them at the the, uh, buffets at the poolside. And you can just fill up a glass and get that for free. And free coffee too all the time. Right. So if you're not... Uh, super picky that you need uh, soda if you just want something to quench your thirst those things are free now here's something that you've got to know about tipping when you go to the bar they automatically build in a 15 percent tip don't make the mistake that i did early on and i would make a 15 20 percent tip when i signed the check because I was adding a tip on top of a tip, and so that person got like a 30, 35% tip for bringing me a drink. And we didn't realize that. Yeah. We thought it was getting a little expensive, and we're like, gee, what, what's up with that? And then, then we, we looked, looked at the tab the and was like, print. oh, <laughs> okay, the 15% is automatically included. And you also have the option of uh, paying a lot of your tips because uh, you, you're going to want to tip your maitre d' and, you know, some of your wait staff and the steward who takes care of your room. You can set that all up in advance where yes. they add a little bit onto the price of the cruise, but it tips everybody that basically needs to be tipped. Yes, so you don't have to be uh, going for each one individually. It, it's, it, that works out really well. Wi-Fi. What about the Wi-Fi? Well, again, we're not big... Wi-Fi people, you know, uh, when we're on vacation, we're on vacation, and we don't try we not to use a actually turn the lot. phone off. But if you are Wi-Fi needy, or you know, you you maybe some of you are, have to be connected for business reasons or whatever, Wi-Fi is offered, but it is expensive. It's very on the ship. expensive. So your best bet is to check with your phone carrier and see if there's anything that they offer. Um, like a Wi-Fi hotspot or something like that, that you can even get a temporary thing for just the time that you're on the cruise. It's probably a whole lot cheaper than paying the the cruise ship prices. And there's a lot of places that when you get on shore, like restaurants and gift different stores, gift shops, they have free Wi-Fi and you can log right on from there and it doesn't cost you anything. Right. You have to wait till you're in port. That's the only thing. Right, right, because they actually block the Wi-Fi when you're on the ship, they have a way to block it, so you have to go through their through their system. And then once you get out so far, you can't get it at all unless you're using the ship system. Dining room options, Maureen. Oh my goodness! Well, th- there's are there are many. 
Um, what you probably will want is the formal dining for your dinner, the formal dining room. Uh, the rest of the time, you probably will be content to go to the buffets or the different, uh, like uh, the bars and things that they have, like poolside and all. But for dinner, you probably want a nice four-course meal, sit down. And you've served. got options to choose from about your seating. Okay, so the options are um, you can either pick a set time, like they usually have an early seating or a late seating. And this means that every day you will report to your dining room at a set time. You will sit at the same table and you will sit with pre-assigned other guests. Now that could be fun. We, we had some wonderful experiences with some delightful people. And we've had a few duds with people that are like one and two word answers and they just want to sit there and be kind of so, uh, how you doing? Where are you from? Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, okay. What so, do you do? I make deliveries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it's got its pluses and minuses. The nice thing with the, the prearranged seating, though, is that you always know exactly where your table is. You mm. come in, you, there's no wait. If you report, report at the time you're supposed to do, you'll be seated right away. But if you want to do the other um, option, which is, I don't know what they call it, different things on different lines. Like it's kind of like on demand. You can uh, just show up. Oh, you mean like freestyle? freestyle. I think they call That's it freestyle, freestyle. on one of them. Um, you can just show up or you can call ahead and make a reservation from your room for a, a set time and they will seat you at will. But the, the bad thing with that is that if it's a popular time, you could be waiting an hour or more for a, a seat. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, the, only, the other thing when we were talking about being off the boat, when you're, uh, when you're off the boat and you're in the, the port, watch your time. Yes. Because they will leave without we you. We have They're seen not, it happen. They are not kidding i always thought oh they wouldn't do no they no, have they to get out on will. time because they get fined right if they are in port to if they don't get out of port on time the the cruise line has to pay a, a fee a for that fine. and we've so, seen people standing there on the dock with their arms in the air and the ship is pulling out without them yeah yeah so uh you know sync your watches with your ship's time and we always make sure we're back well within the time we don't leave it yeah. to the last minute but that's up to you. Yeah, that, that is a problem you do not want to have. Well, this is the first in a three-part series that we're doing on cruising. Yay! So make sure that you join us next week. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the different cru differences between the cruise lines that we've tried, anyway. Yeah. And there are and, differences. And there are. And uh, what you might want to know about the different cruise lines. So join us again next week for another edition of Mixing It Up with Pete Maureen. Until then, I'm Pete. And I'm Maureen. And that's it for now. Goodbye, God bless you, and thank you. Thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening.